Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Ron, the gourmet waiter. Happy 4th of July. This is the food show at 105.3 FM HD2. WWL, and yes, we're wishing you happy 4th of July early. If you'd like to call in, the number is 504-260-6368. We'd love to hear from you. I see we have a caller on the blue phone. Come on in, Wyatt. What's going on, Mr. Ron? Doing very well. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you all who were listening to the show a while back when I was a guest host, this is Wyatt Vaughn. Wyatt is a student in the New Orleans Junior Journalism Program. Did I get that right this time, Wyatt? Yeah, you got it. Nail on the head. <laughs> and Wyatt Wyatt loves food, so I invited him on the show. Kind of like heirloom cookware, we're bringing Wyatt up the right way, teaching him how to do everything, just giving him a little microphone time, as I told him last time. Anyway, Wyatt, we certainly appreciate you coming into the studio twice already and uh, being my wingman and helping me run the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you? Doing very well. All right. Well, I just had a question because uh, my family, we like to eat out a lot. We're not we're not great at the whole cooking thing. So where would you recommend restaurant-wise to go get some really good barbecue food? I've got two places for you, but you might want to check to make sure that they're open. The first one okay. is, and, and they're in no particular order, Although I've had more experiences at the first one than I have at the second, and I think they're both very good. My uh, tried-and-true barbecue place is The Joint. The Joint is in the Bywater. It's on uh, what I call River Road in the Bywater. I believe that's Decatur. Anyway, and Poland Avenue. It's, uh, it, it's right over there. It's a couple of blocks off that intersection. If you know where Bacchanal is in the Bywater, the joint is on Royal Street, and it's going to be on the corner of Royal and Maisand. It's a yellow building on the corner. It's always kind of busy, so you'll see the cars, you'll see it, you'll smell the smoke. And they used to be a couple of blocks away over there by the railroad tracks on Poland Avenue. There's a little bar there now. It's a little building. It, it says bar. Anyway, that's where the joint used to be, but due to their popularity, they had to move. They got a bigger place, and they are uh, putting out some great barbecue. What type of barbecue, what type of meats do you like, Wyatt? Uh, well, I, I'm a pulled pork guy and a brisket guy myself. Okay. The pulled pork that I had was very good last time I went to the joint. I took my younger brother uh, to the joint about three, four months ago. The brisket that I had at the joint the last time I went, is the best brisket I've ever had. It was pull apart, it wasn't dry, and it had just enough smoke flavor. So uh, I would definitely recommend giving the joint a try. I'll give you a little history on that. That's Pete and Jenny Breen who own the joint. Now they had opened up before Hurricane Katrina, and then Hurricane Katrina hit. So they were on Poland Avenue right there by the railroad tracks, right by the river. And when Katrina hit, Pete and Jenny lived in the neighborhood, so it didn't take them very long at all to open back up. 
So they were one of the they were one of the first restaurants to open back up in the city, and uh, there were a lot of relief workers that had come in to help New Orleans rebuild. And these relief workers, who were most of them were volunteers, had come from all over the United States. So when they found out that the joint was open, they were eating at the joint. Uh, in between uh, renovating houses and doing everything that they did as volunteers. And the barbecue was so good that when they went back home, they told all their family and friends, if you ever go to New Orleans, you might want to check this barbecue place out called The Joint. Anyway, that's how The Joint uh, established themselves as a national barbecue restaurant. I know Pete and Jenny, and uh, we've talked a little bit, uh, the, the barbecue at the joint is just phenomenal. It, it, it's superb. But they're, they're lucky enough to enjoy a uh, national reputation thanks to the quality of the barbecue, but also to the fact that they were able to open up right away. So these uh, in-town workers who came from out of town were able to spread the word back home. The second one that I really like a lot, it's more of a venue. It is a barbecue restaurant, but they can hold up to 2,000 people when the weather's right so that they can use indoor and outdoor this is going to be Central City Barbecue. I want to say it's in the 1200 block of South Rampart Street. Basically, when I tell people how to get to Central City Barbecue, I tell them it's right on the other side of the expressway from the bus station and the train station on Loyola Avenue. Have you ever been to Central City, Wyatt? Central City Barbecue? I have not. It's, uh, I've, I've heard good things about it, so I'm definitely going to try it in the near future, but I haven't been there yet. Yeah, I know that uh, Central City Barbecue is open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. Uh, I know the joint, the website is www.alwayssmoking, without the G on the end of the word smoking. So it's always smoking, ends in an N, dot com. Hope that helps. Where have you been eating, Wyatt? Where have I been eating? Well, uh, if I... I'm not, it's a little embarrassing, but um, I'm on that just-graduated high school diet, so it's been a lot of cheap stuff, McDonald's, not not anything real good, to be honest with you, Rob. Well, it's a good thing Tom's not here, because I know what Tom would say. Tom would tell you that for a few dollars more, you could have a restaurant uh, that wasn't fast food, and he would tell you that you would have a, uh, a major upgrade in the quality of the food. But since uh, Tom's not here today, I just say the cat's away, so the mice will play. How does that sound? That uh, sounds great. Thank you, Ron. Thank you very much. I would try the joint. I would also try Central City Barbecue. Those are two top-flight barbecue restaurants. Will do. Thank you for the recommendation. You're welcome. And, Wyatt, thanks for calling. Have a great fourth. No problem. You too. Anyway, that was Wyatt. This is The Food Show. We're at 105.3 FM HD 2 WWL. If you'd like to call in, please give us a call. The number is 504 504- Two six zero six three six eight. How about you, Doug? Have you been to the joint or also to Central City Barbecue? I have been to the joint in its initial place of eating. I used to work right down in that area, and uh, and they have always had very, very good barbecue there. I thought so too. I used to live in the Bywater, and I would go down there and talk to uh, Pete and Jenny. I think he's on his third or his fourth pit, and I believe that uh, the one that he uses now, there's a rotisserie on the inside. It's a big pit, and uh, I think he designed it, and then a friend of his uh, welded and put the whole thing together. But uh, it's a big rotisserie pit. It's kind of neat because when you have a rotisserie 
on a big commercial pit like that, what the rotisserie does is it helps you eliminate these hot spots because you can imagine these shelves of meat just going round and round and round. So you don't have uh, you don't have the hot spot that you're, you're typically looking for if um, if you're just smoking on a regular pit. That's one of the reasons why I always tell people when you're smoking, especially low and slow, which takes a while, you want to kind of turn the meat. You also want to just rotate the meat 90 degrees, and uh, that'll help you having dry spots as, and uh, dry spots and raw 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 pieces of uh, of meat. Okay, so I see we have a caller on the red phone. This looks like Greg. Come on in, Greg. Hey, Ron. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. How are you, Greg? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Now I can hear you. Yes. Um, you were okay. talking about a uh, saltwood. Is that correct? I mean, salt, salt lake, sorry. Salt lake barbecue? Yes, sir. I believe that's in Austin. It might be in San Antonio. It's actually a drift. drift small little town. Driftwood, Texas. Okay. Way to San Antonio. Um, very good barbecue. The big one in Austin, though, is called Franklin's. That's the one that people like wait hours for. Okay. It's a re- re- really big one over there. Do you, um, do you know? Do you know much about? Uh, and this, uh, it's going to appear a difficult question, but it's not really. Do you know if the Salt Lick and Franklin's cook the same way? And, and, I don't know. Good question. But they definitely have the, the sort of a cult following, if you will. They, people love them both. And it's just Franklin's is going to be more in the city, uh, like the actual city of Austin. Um, there's so many, though. Um, are you familiar with the, the Rudy's barbecue that you see at all the gas stations? Yes. Yeah, that's that's another one that people, you know, that are coming, passing through Texas will go to. But uh, I'm going to ask. That's a good question because I don't – they're both uh, – they have a really high review, you know, rave reviews, and uh, kind of like the two you just su- suggested with Central City and um, the joint, you know. Um, sure. But I don't know. I'm going to have to find out. But I also wanted to throw in there uh, Blue Oak. Are you a fan of Blue Oak? I like Blue Oak. I found that one of the items last time that I was at Blue Oak could have been could have been done better. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's real easy. It, it, they're all hit or miss. You you could go to any barbecue place and have a great meal one day, and then just for some reason the next day, maybe it's a hot spot yeah. or a cold spot on a grill, you might get a piece that just doesn't represent the restaurant. The reason why yeah, I was talking true. about those two in Texas, though, was because there's a couple of different ways to, to smoke meats. One of them is, yeah. is to smoke them and then just serve them just, just in a holding pattern. At 140 or right above 140 degrees or right above that, and then just serve. And the other way to do it, which is how our rendezvous in Memphis and how I've heard Salt Lick does it, you're actually smoking those meats ahead of time because it takes so long. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take certain quantities of meat out based on the restaurant volume that day, and you're going to slowly bring those back up to temperature, and you're going to finish those off. The salt lick actually finishes everything off in front of you. If you've seen that big round pit outside. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of well, interesting. These, oh yeah, and these documentaries for barbecue. I don't know if you've seen how there are rivalries between like St. Louis and Kansas City versus Memphis and the Carolinas and Georgia. Um, Absolutely, I, I I love watching a, a good barbecue show. I also like watching uh, barbecue competitions. One of the things that I really like 
about Central City Barbecue is that they're actually trying to foster a New Orleans style or a Louisiana yeah. style of barbecue sauce, and they're using cane syrup, which is something that uh, that yeah. I love seeing. Have you seen any of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's good. That's what, you know, but um, I know it's a chain. I guess they're in other states now, too, but would you think that Voodoo Barbecue, when I forget when they first came about, uh, would you would you credit them for bringing barbecue like a resurgence to New Orleans? I think that we were due for uh, good barbecue, and I like Voodoo Barbecue. I think it's pretty good. I'll tell you what I don't like, and I'm not saying that they do it, but they might do it. I'm not a big fan of these pellet systems because yeah. because to me, when I think barbecue, I think low and slow, done the right way. Right. I, I, I just I just don't like the pellet the pellet systems. I know that that yeah. works for some people. But it uh, part of the enjoyment to me of barbecue is knowing that there's been a decent right. amount of work putting into this, and I like seeing people shoveling ash out of a fire yeah. to go under. I call that the red carpet. Uh, I like I like the idea of somebody waking up at four o'clock in the morning to start the fire the old-fashioned way. And when I see yeah. these machines that just can get plugged in and you just drop the pellets in and you set it and forget it. It's just not the same to me, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. And I was talking to a friend the other day, speaking of uh, not sort of settle a bet, if you will, but do you know if, if Voodoo was before pre-Katrina or did Voodoo Barbecue come after Katrina? I don't recall. I think Voodoo came, came before. I think it came before, but I'm not sure. What What, what would you say? I don't know. Good question, because I don't think I feel – I felt like if they were discovered, if you will, like until like 05, 06. Let's see That's if Doug knows. Doug, do you know when uh, Voodoo arrived in the city? It was after Katrina. Okay. It was? Okay. That's what, yeah. I was leaning towards 05, 06. I think the first one, if I'm not mistaken, was in the French Quarter. I want to say, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. The original Voodoo. I'm not sure. Doug might know. The, the one I was most familiar with was the, the one out on, uh, on the Jefferson Highway, way out. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know. That may have been the first one, Doug. That's, but I think that's the one that I had point. noticed, but it could have been in the quarter. But uh, yeah, but I'm not sure. I think the one yeah. that you're talking about. I think that guy was from Tennessee, and I think oh, his name okay. was something like Sid. Uh, I I've, I went oh, out. Maybe I've I've talked to him. There uh, there's another barbecue place on either Hickory or Dickory, right out there where Earhart Expressway ends. When it ends, yeah. you take a left, then you drive by that gas station. You take a right, I think, at the Shimmy Shack, maybe. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And, yeah. and then when you come to the next intersection, you'd take a right, and I believe you'd go all the way down, and it's on the right. I think that those huh. are the people that used to be where Doug was talking about, which is way out there. Hillbilly Barbecue, is that it? I think I think their hillbilly barbecue is is, is what the name Maybe. of that was, and I, I think they moved from way out there in Jefferson Highway. Anyway, I've been there and it was pretty good. It was definitely it was nothing yeah, wrong well, with nothing wrong with their barbecue. Before I let you go, the the voodoo, of course, they're you know franchise now or whatever. But I do like the system they have with the three sauces on the table. Sure, I like how they give you the, the Carolina, which is more of a vinegar base, and then the uh, I forget what's the dark the dark red bottle is that the, like their Texas sauce or something like that. I don't I don't know off the top of my head, but. I I'm do not, like that. I'm not sure, but I, I love choice when it comes uh, to food. I was a waiter, and I always in the past, and I always made sure that I presented choices. That way, you could have it your way. Yeah, and one last thing, Ron, if you don't mind, if I have a moment. Sure, go ahead. Um, 
I know it's a chain, probably Florida. There's a couple. I think there's one in Baton Rouge, maybe. Are you a fan of Sonny's Barbecue? I've heard of it. I've never been. You've never been? Okay. I uh, stopped at one in Pensacola if you ever headed towards the Panhandle. Uh, not bad at all, by the way. They're probably more of a Georgia, Alabama, sort of a southeast chain. But uh, I thought it was decent for the price and kind of more for like a salad bar. Yeah, um, I, th- I think there's one in Pensacola. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I went to. It's not, not yeah, bad. Yeah, okay. So give, give, yeah, if you're ever traveling, you know, and you want, I know, again, it's a chain, but I mean, still, sure. your options are sort of limited. It's, it's, good, it's good stuff. So okay. Throw that out there. We're going to go ahead and take that's a break, all. Greg. If you'd like to sit Thanks, on, Ron. we can uh, talk to you after oh, no. the break. I'm good. Thank you so you much. All set. Have a good one, Ron. Have a great fourth. Thank you very much. This is The Food Show. We're at 105.3 FM HD2 WWL. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to The Food Show. This is Ron, the gourmet waiter, filling in for Tom and Marianne Fitzmorris. We're at 105.3 FM HD2 WWL. We've been talking barbecue because we love the 4th of July, and I know that a lot of people are going to be drinking some adult refreshments and grilling in their backyard or probably going to someone else's house to do the same thing. So we've been trying to just give you some ideas. Today's show is for you the caller, and the listener. So we've talked about a couple of different things, how to make some Italian sausage at home. You still have time to do that. How to make your own boudin from scratch. I wonder when the last time somebody told you how to do that. We also talked about different smoking woods and uh, which ones to use. I told you how to make my burger, which is my famous burger with the, uh, the bacon wrapped around it to go ahead and hold the bacon together. And we also talked about how to make a, uh, a propane barbecue pit into a smoker in five minutes. So if you have any questions about any of that, if you happen to have missed the first hour of the show, please call back. We've got plenty of time, and we'd love to hear from you. We had a couple of callers that had some interesting comments. Wyatt called in. He is the son of a very good friend of mine, and Wyatt is in high school. He's in the junior journalism program of New Orleans, and uh, I love having Wyatt on the show. He's my wingman. I love giving him some mic experience, give him some mic time, and uh, he's a great guy, and so is his dad. And uh, we also had Greg call in. It sounds like Greg knows quite a bit about barbecue, so I really like talking to people like that. It sounds like he has uh, he's traveled the southeast in, in, uh, in barbecue and experimented with some different restaurants. So I love people calling in, telling us where they've been. Anyway, we're going to go ahead on the purple phone, and I see Stephen has called. Come on in, Stephen. Hey, I think the first voodoo barbecue was on St. Charles Avenue at Martin Luther King. Okay. Stephen, I recognize your voice. You're a regular caller. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I'm a regular caller. Yeah. And I was uh, uh, wanted to remind people that are doing ribs. They need to pull that white skin off the back of the ribs. Now, I have a pair of needle-nose pliers that I use, but the other day I made ribs, and I, the needle-nose pliers didn't work for some reason. But okay. you need to cut. You can cut between the bones, and then it makes those, makes it fall apart easier. Yeah, we call that the membrane, and that's going to be on the bottom yeah. side of the ribs. You've yeah. got the meat side, which is the good side, and then yeah. you've got the uh, bottom side with the membrane. What I do, Stephen, sometimes, if I'm wrestling with that membrane and it doesn't want to come off, what I'll do is I'll get the sharpest knife that I have in the kitchen, I'll turn those ribs upside down, and I'm going to score that membrane into tiny little diamond pieces. I'm going to cut one way, 
and then I'm going to cut the other way. And I make tiny little diamonds, and I just leave it on. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah that's what I did the other day, and it, and it worked well. How did you cook um, those ribs? I actually did them in the, in the oven. How'd they come out? I had one of those. They came out well. I had I had one of those copper, one of those new copper uh, cookers, and uh, it it worked well on that. It cooked well. Okay, tell us about that. How does that How does that cook? Uh, it cooks quickly. I mean, I think about half the time. I mean, the the pot is big enough to do a fourteen pound turkey in it. And it does a 14-pound turkey in uh, about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Is this so some sort it, of pressure cooker? No, it's not a pressure cooker. It's just regular, and it, it uh, you put it in the oven. There's, and uh, it also has a, a grill piece that you you can use it on the stove, or you can put it in the oven. Or uh, the top has a grill design on it. And you can use the top as a grill too, so, so it it cooks you know three different ways and fairly quick. And it also wipes clean with a paper towel because of its copper, because of it of being its, made out of copper or some sort of non-skid, yeah. non-slick surface. Yeah, it's a uh, a copper finish. So, so these were these uh, were uh, pork ribs. Pork ribs, yeah. Great. What kind of sauce did you use with that? Or did you make your own? Maybe use a bottle sauce? I, I didn't. I actually just had I had some that I had bought at Walmart. Um, and uh, that's what I happen to have. So that's what I used. So, But I just put that on the last uh, 15 minutes or so of, of the cooking of the ribs. Um well, that's smart, and the reason the reason why yeah. I say that, Stephen, is because it's easy to burn the sauce. The sauce is going to have yeah. a certain amount of sugar component yeah. to it, so yeah. you want to put the sauce on more towards the end. If I'm going to put something in uh, in the beginning to kind of help uh, help out, what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to put a mop on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to use some vinegar. Yeah. I'm going to use some yeah. uh, hot dog mustard, and I'm going to use a little bit of sugar, maybe some kind of Worcestershire or soy sauce if you if you like uh, that kind of flavor. And I'm going to use that, and I'm going to mop that uh, those ribs occasionally, just to kind of keep them wet. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same way with chicken. Uh, most people that have burnt chicken is they put the barbecue sauce on when they put it on the grill to cook it, and barbecue sauce really is the last fifteen. Absolutely, minutes because to a half an hour. Sure, because if you put the barbecue sauce on uh, on in the beginning, by the time you've uh, finished your meat and you've cooked your meat up to the desired temperature. That barbecue sauce is going to be black in color, and it's going to taste burnt, too. I know Mary Ann was talking about her father always having everything was black, so I'm sure that's what he did. He put his barbecue sauce on when he put it on the grill, not the last 15 or 20 minutes. Absolutely. What are you doing for the 4th? Well, my birthday is the 6th, so the family's having some celebrations for me in the next couple days. So I, uh, you know, don't have any any big plans other than going over and let them take care of me. <laughs> okay. Have you ever heard of La Caja China or like a uh, Cajun microwave? No, huh? When you said uh, birthday, it reminded me because that's what my family gave me for my 50th birthday present, and I've been having a lot of fun with okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And where are you these days employment-wise? 
Um, I never talk about where I am. I'll oh, be happy okay. to always talk about where I've been. And, and okay. I do that because I don't like to promote or even give anyone the idea that I'm promoting a restaurant where I might be well, working. Well, I like to know where people uh, – uh, I like to, to go to restaurants that I'm maybe even known or know somebody or sure. I know a waiter. I, you know, I met some waiters at the gym that I work out at. Yes. And they'll tell me where they work, and then you know I show up because I'd rather – I, I'm, I like friendly people, and I'm a friendly person. So Absolutely. I'll I give you two like places where I have worked. So I can say hi. Sure. I'll give you, you know. two places where I have worked, and I can recommend them because they're, they're, they're absolute quality restaurants. Uh, one of them is going to be Orleans Grapevine at 720 Orleans Avenue. That's a dinner-only wine bar. The other one is on the opposite side of the uh, spectrum. This is going to be Nola Po'boys at uh, 908 Bourbon. I think those are some of the best po'boys in the city. Well, you and I might know each other because I stop by the the uh, shop across the street and wave every day when I go home. So uh, a lot of the cooks and wait staff from Nola Poor Boy. But I've heard good things about Nola Poor Boy. I just yeah. haven't been there. They're great. Okay, thank you very much for calling. We appreciate it. Okay, Have a great 4th and happy birthday on the 6th. Okay, thanks. You bet. We're going to go ahead and take Bob on the blue phone. Come on in, Bob. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. How are you doing? Hello. Can you I'm hear me? Fine. I can hear you fine. Okay. I was calling about, I heard you talking earlier about removing the silver skin on the bottom of the ribs. We call, I'm, I'm from Memphis, and I'm on the barbecue chain from Memphis and Bay. Okay. And it's, it's, it's kind of controversial. Some some people remove the silver skin. Some people don't. Some people think leaving it on uh, keeps them moist, the ribs moisture. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Have you heard of the joint in New Orleans? The what? We have a barbecue place here that's famous. It's called The Joint here in New Orleans. Okay. Have you been to it or heard of it? No, no, I have not. Okay. I've been to Voodoo, and it was okay. It's, it's kind of Memphis-style, I guess you might say. Yeah. Uh, Pete Breen and Jenny Breen owned The Joint, and Pete was on the show as my guest during a, uh, a barbecue show, and we actually talked about pork ribs and that was what you're saying is exactly what Pete said. Pete said that you might want to keep the membrane on because it's going to hold some moisture in. Yeah, we call them silver skin. Uh, yeah. Sure. Silver skin, because it, it looks silver, basically. So, and, uh, yeah, I, and, and we, we do dry cook with, you know, with dry rubs, and maybe based only like the last, last second. Usually don't, to be honest. Yeah. Well, well, because... I've got a couple. Of, I've got a couple of questions, Bob. Are you able to sit through the break with us? Sure. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take a short break, and we'll be right back to talk to Bob. This is the Food Show, one hundred five point three FM HD two WWL. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Food Show. This is Ron, the Gourmet Waiter. This is one hundred five point three FM HD two WWL. If you'd like to call in, we'd love to speak with you. The number is 504-260-MENU or 504-260-6368. We'd like to give an extra special thanks to Bob for sitting through the break with us because I had a couple of questions about barbecue. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing fine. How are you? Great. You mentioned barbecue competition. What level are you competing at? Did you mention Memphis in May? Is that something that you've been to? I did. did, I'm on tape for Memphis in May. And it's considered the world championship, or we consider it the world championship. Absolutely. And it has three divisions, ribs, shoulders, and whole hog. 
Okay, for the audience, could you tell us how would someone go from a back you, a, a backyard barbecue team or person to getting to Memphis in May? Maybe a little bit about IBCA. Uh, I, I really, I don't. I know the organization, but I'm not that familiar with it. But okay. you have to win a, another contest somewhere else to get into Memphis in May, unless you're already in Memphis in May. The grandfathered in. Sure, the uh, IBCA International. Go ahead, Bob. Go ahead. Teams all over the world. There's always there's always a team from Denmark, and there's lots of teams from uh, different England, different places. Uh, teams from Russia have been in there. Because one thing, Memphis in May, Memphis in May salutes a different country every year. Sure. Like, you know, we salute Poland and whatever like that. And almost always there'll be, there will be a team from the honored country, like a team from Poland that year. Or a team from Russia, or whatever like that. Absolutely. The Denmark, the team from Denmark came over. Well, they flew to Denmark, and they've been coming back ever since. They had so much fun. So, and they have Weber Grill sponsors them. I, mean, I guess Weber Grills is big in Denmark. So, but I can see why a Weber Grill is uh, so popular because I think that that's the best off-the-shelf barbecue pit that you can buy. And they have all different sizes. They have. Uh, even huge ones that are like you know four foot diameter that I think Peter Luger's Steakhouse in New York City uses those. Have you but, seen uh, the uh, Weber Grill restaurant in Schaumburg, Illinois, and also in Chicago? No, is that the one where they only cook a Weber Grill? I'm not sure if they is cook o- exclusively on it, but what they use is they use a stainless steel, custom made, 52 inch wide Weber kettle That's grill. Well. And they have about I five Peter of them. Peter Luger's has one of those, too, I believe. It's a, but, it's, yeah, that, that's, I've seen that before. And they all, generally, Weber's has a big display for Memphis Bay, and they brought down the, the big you know, Weber grills like that to, sh- to show off, basically. Sure. How many, how many teams go to Memphis in May? 225. And any idea and how many, uh, they compete for just a handful of awards? Well, Okay, well, first two like first two tenth place. We've come in third place in ribs before, uh, and that came with about a five foot tall trophy and a check for twelve thousand dollars. Okay, so nice prizes. Well, I'm gonna ask. There's about a hundred. There's a hundred twenty five teams in the ribs. There's about twenty or thirty in, in shoulders, and there's about eight or ten in whole hogs. So whole, whole hogs are a lot of work. Yes. Well, when we talk, when we talk about ribs, okay, because I know that yeah. some people find that that's a little harder to get just right. I'm going to ask you to do a little bit of pro bono work for us, if you would. What would you sure. say to our listening audience if they wanted to make their ribs better? What would they do? You cook them low and slow, you know, like around 220, and you probably cook them about four hours, and you, you know. The night before, you may want to marinate them a little bit and then put put a dry rub on them the next morning when you put them on the grill and do it real you know, low and slow, basically. And uh, no 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 sauce unless you just have to have some. If you have to have sauce, don't put it out to like the very end. Maybe like a basting sauce while you're cooking it, like a, a real thin barbecue sauce. Sure. One that won't one that won't burn. We're talking to Bob, who's a barbecue expert, and he's competed in Memphis in May several times with great results. Right. Bob, I've got a question right. for you. How about how about aluminum foil? Does that play a role in your ribs, or do you go without it? We go without it until they're, till they're done, and then we wrap them up in aluminum foil, put them in the grill to keep warm. 
Okay, so it's just a holding a holding method. Yes, and I've heard I've heard of people. We we use an ice chest also. I've heard of people doing that. Somebody was on the show the other day mentioning ice ice chest. We do that also. Put them in putting putting them in an ice chest after they're wrapped in aluminum foil after they're already basically done. Sure, just to hold them, let them very very slowly come back down to temp. Yeah, another thing that's interesting in the contest, they have all these other different parts of the contest where they have anything but, where you cook anything but pork. So it's, it's amazing what people will cook. You know, it's always like fish or wild game. The, the cheap Denmark it always does reindeer. And it's, you know, it's amazing what they, they have. It's, the judging is pretty intense. They have three sets of judges that come by the tent, plus one blind judging where you take like six ribs on a, on like, five pieces of lettuce in the styrofoam box and you take it down to the uh, the judging tent and, with a number on it and uh, basically that, that kind of, you have to have just about all perfect scores for the judges that come around your tent to, uh, to do any good in, in terms of judging because you, you have no control no say so over what happens to the blind judging obviously sure it's, it's, a, it's a fun contest if anybody wants to come I would advise coming up on Thursday or Friday, because Saturday's the judging, and you really can't get into the, the tents that much because the judging is going on. Is you want to keep it quiet for the judges and that kind of stuff, you know. So it's, it's in, funny. They, go ahead, Bob. The theory is the theory is that the judges like the ribs to be a little bit sweeter than normal, so they usually come up with like an apricot glaze to put on the, at the last you know 15 minutes or so of cooking to sweeten up the ribs a little bit over the just the dry rub and the basic sauce okay how about crowd favorite is there a category for that it have to be ribs yeah because well, i noticed we the, have something here we have a competition here hogs for the cause and that's one of their yeah. awards anyway go ahead bob it's it, it's amazing you see you see the big commercial people like the shed from Gulfport or big man bob uh, from uh Decatur, Alabama, where they have the white sauce, and he always enters it. He he typically enters in the whole hog, and the shed enters in the ribs. So you have amateurs competing against professionals, basically. Central Barbecue, who is like one of the big barbecue places in Memphis, they compete, and it's it's a it's a it's, it's a fun deal. And you have you have some teams that take it very seriously, where they go home every night at eight o'clock, and you have other teams that party till midnight. You know, and and the teams that party do seem to do just as well in the judging as the ones that take it too serious. Sure. I've got a question for you, Bob. What's going on your grill tomorrow? Ribs. Pork ribs? And I, and I love and I, and, I, and I love grilling corn, you know, soaking it in water in a bucket you know, for an hour or so. Sure. And put it, putting it in the husk on the grill and let the, let the husk get a little burnt. We talked about that. One of the things that we do is I'll open that husk back up, and I'll take some roasted garlic and some cracked black pepper and some melted butter, and I'll pour that. I'll pour that or or, uh, brush that all over that corn, and then I'll put that husk back on again, and then put that back on the fire for a couple of moments just to get all that worked in. You take out the silks, or you or leave the silks on. Ah, either way, either way. I've I've heard of people. Some people say you have to take. Yeah, if I've got time, yeah. I like to take them out for the guests. But if I don't have time, it's just kind of like peeling crawfish. You're on your own. Right. And and one of the guys who sells roasted corn at all the festivals around Memphis, they have a big 
a big can full of melted butter. They dip the ears of ears in, in in the melted butter before they hand them to you, and it's so good. They have all this big you know, section full of peppers and different different kinds of seasonings to put on them. Yeah, when you when you buy it from the sky. That sounds delicious. Corn is delicious. How and far away? Bar- bar- barbecue beans. Bar- let me ask you a question. You mentioned beans. Let's go straight to that. How do you do your beans? You start out with you know the, the canned bacon beans, and then you you put different things into them, like barbecue sauce, or maybe even a little bit of barbecue meat. Or you want you want to play play with them a little bit, get them a little bit sweeter. Memphis barbecue sauce is generally considered like sweet, like a sweet tomato sauce. Sure. Kind of put some of that in there and get them. You know. It, they, just where well, they taste better than straight out of the can, you know. Sure, I got a question for you. What's your favorite right off the shelf bottle of barbecue sauce? Because I've got one that I love. Cattleman's has a really good range of barbecue sauces, and I they're one of the sponsors of Memphis and my barbecue contest. So, you, in fact, you if if you win a contest and you up on the stage and you mention Cattleman's, you get you get extra money. So, I always say Cattleman's, but they've got a full range of like Memphis sauce. Kansas City sauce, all these different sauces and stuff. But, sure. How do you feel about uh, the original KC Masterpiece? That's good, too. I, I think that's an exceptional some, sauce right out of the bottle. Cattleman's has a, has a KC barbecue sauce that's good also. Uh, who, makes, who makes the KC Masterpiece? Crafts? I'm not sure. I've just uh, I've gone to the grocery store one day and I picked about five or six bottles of barbecue sauce and I put them in my basket just determined that next time I came back I was going to be stuck to one brand and right now it's Casey Masterpiece the original. Well, you know, Porky's and Central and a bunch of Memphis barbecue places sell their sauce. Like if you're go- if you're dealing with a fairly big grocery store or Kroger's or something like that, look in the in the sauce section and you might see. Probably will see some sauces from Memphis. I've seen them and uh, probably need to go do a little more exploring. I like the, to make my own sauce, Rondeville, too. The Rendezvous has a good sauce. Corky's has a good sauce. Central Barbecue has a good sauce. They're all, they're all slightly different, you know. Yes. Do you prefer a tomato base all, or a vinegar base? Tomato base. That's Memphis. Vinegar base is like the Carolinas, I believe, isn't it? I... I, I not sure, but I, I I see vinegar base, and I also see vinegar and mustard. And what I like to do is I like to make a mop. Yeah, but it's, I think the mustard sauce is South Carolina. The vinegar-based sauce is North Carolina. I think is the way it is. Okay. Got another question for you, Bob. For our sure. uh, listening audience out here, how would you make your brisket better? We don't we don't cook much brisket in Memphis, to be honest with it's, it's a kind of a Texas thing, and it takes so long. It's like eight or ten hours. We may do one or two briskets for the for the barbecue contest for our people who don't eat pork, which is very very few. Even even my, my Jewish friends in Memphis eat pork, so uh, it's like the other white meat as far as they're concerned. But, uh, <laughs> what I've always found with brisket is I'll put the brisket in a pan and I'll put it fat cap up. Now I've seasoned the meat I've heard, side. I've heard to put the fat cap up, yeah. Yeah, you because. Know, that's a, that's a, let the juice run through the meat as you cook. Sure, and then once you get to about 150, now I'm I'm turning this pan a quarter of a turn, I say in between beers, which is yeah. about every 15 or 20 minutes. I'm going to give that pan a turn, and then once I've made like two or three turns, I'm going to flip it upside down. I just want good even cooking. 
But the thing that I do right. that I don't want to happen is I don't want that beef juice and all that fat just to drip down onto my coals or onto the bottom of the barbecue right. pit. I'm going to kind of be brazing towards the end because all of that juice, especially if I'm using a water pan, some of that moisture is going to accumulate in the bottom of that pan. And brisket, I like brisket to be really soft, so I'm almost kind of brazing towards the end. Right, right, because it gets it can be dry. Sure, and then I'm going to take that. Uh, uh, I'm going to take those juices out of that pan after I've wrapped that brisket in three layers of a very quality foil, and I take the brisket off about 170, 180, and I let that sit on the yeah. counter for about two hours. And while that's happening, I'm going to take that juice out of that pan. I'm going to put that on the uh, stovetop. And then I'm going to reduce that down a little bit, and that's going to be the beginnings of my barbecue sauce, even if I have to take a bottle of barbecue sauce and add it to it, because I just don't want to, I don't want to waste that, that, that juice and that smoke flavor and that beef flavor that comes out of that brisket. That's what we do for Memphis and May, is you start with one of the cattleman's sauces, and you, you do things to it. You add stuff to it to make it your own, basically. You start out maybe with the, the Memphis sauce, and then you put different ingredients in it, like apricots, apricots or whatever, you know. Sure. Uh, but and, and you, I've even heard of people that cook ribs high and fast. I think Shad maybe does that. Yeah. Generally, everybody in Memphis mostly does low and slow. Okay. If if one of our listeners wanted to become a better smoker or barbecue expert, what resources would you refer them to? Is there a book? Is there a website? Is there a YouTube there is, channel? There is, a, there, there is there is a really good cookbook about barbecuing, and I can't think what the title is. I think it's the barbecue book or something like that. Is the this uh, Steve like Reichlin, that. the barbecue Bible? Yes. yes. Okay. That's good. That's good. Or come to Memphis in May one time for the contest. It's always the third weekend in May. Uh, and come, I'd come for Thursday or Friday. And, uh, and it's like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a neat festival. And they, the health department kind of cut us off from giving meat out to the public, but they certified about 12 teams that are, you, they they can sell their meat to the public and stuff like that. So you used to the people complained about this. You know, if you went down there, you didn't know anybody. You had a hard time getting a barbecue. But there's always vendors down there selling it, and they always have about 12 teams. They have a, a bunch of tours, and then the, all the barbecue sauce people are down there, and like you know, the, the, the grill people are all down there, and uh, a lot of politicians are there. And, yeah, it sounds like it's a big uh, sounds like it's a big barbecue competition and party. How about rendezvous? When's the last time you were at rendezvous? Uh, I like rendezvous. I know some people don't. Some people think it's touristy, but I like rendezvous. I, it probably hasn't been that long ago, maybe six or eight months ago. It's interesting when Prince Harry and Prince William's best friend married a girl from Memphis. Her granddad started Holiday Inns, and they came for the wedding. Uh, and they had a big party for them at the rendezvous. And Prince Harry and William both love Memphis barbecue. And they had about 80 of their friends from from London with them. And they love Memphis, love Memphis barbecue. Yeah. Rendezvous does a pretty good business. Would you be surprised to hear that Rendezvous sells approximately 390 racks of ribs a day? No, I would not be surprised at all. And, and you can get it sent to you, FedEx. Yeah, that's a decent amount of their business, too. I believe those people are in the uh, bottom floor yep. of Rendezvous. Because you, you go down some steps to get in anyway. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, basically, yeah, basically, you can also get ribs from Porky's. You can also get ribs from Central Barbecue. 
Yeah, didn't Corky start in Memphis too? Maybe the barbecue shop. Pardon? Didn't Corky start in Memphis too? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. By, by a Jewish family. <laughs> okay. Two. They all they all ate pork. Memphis Memphis Jews love pork. It's just, unless they're just ultra orthodox. <laughs> and then they have they have this. Okay, uh, this is this is funny. There's a, one orthodox, really orthodox synagogue, and they have a barbecue contest, but it's all beef. Yes. That'd be a little so they unusual. Have, they, have, they have brisket, and they have, some people even try beef ribs, which are, to me, it's like Fred Flintstone. You know, they're, they're so big. Yeah, they're usually big, but, and you've got to be careful with them because it's a little easier to dry the beef ribs out. Oh, yeah. But this, this synagogue has a, has, a, has a kosher barbecue festival every year. After okay. Memphis of May. How um how easy would it be for you to get blackberries up there, Bob? Um, they're available at all the grocery stores and stuff. Yeah, why? I was going to see if you might be adventurous enough to try a blackberry barbecue sauce on your ribs that we were talking about earlier. It's super simple. Sure, love to. Yeah. Okay, you. I thought of this because you were saying that the uh, the sweeter barbecue sauces are what uh, you all would like. Anyway, so I'm going to give well, the judges. Sure, I'm. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you two ingredients. It's honey, and it's blackberries. Just okay. squish the blackberries up, or blend them, yeah. and then slowly right. introduce the black or some honey into the blackberries, and then see how that uh, see how that works out for you. Sounds good. Just a super simple right. sauce. It's honey and blackberries. The other one, if you have the honey, you might do uh, honey, bourbon. Right. And cracked black yeah. pepper. I've seen bourbon in a bunch of different barbecue sauces, so that's that's not unusual to have bourbon. Yeah, and that's a great. Would be good. That's a great wing sauce. What I do is I uh, I grill my wings, and then I put the wings in a wok, and I put the wok yeah. on top of the grill to start start getting warm. And once the wok's kind of heated up a little bit, what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and add the honey. The uh, bourbon and the cracked black pepper, and then as you know, you flip the, the you flip the walk, the back and forth motion, which is just going to go ahead right. and rotate everything, and it's just a great way of putting the sauce on at the very end using your walk. Right. I'm a contractor. I've been in about eight or nine Chinese restaurants that all had Chinese stoves with big walks on them. It's, a, it's amazing what a good Chinese chef can do in a walk. Were you, Bob? Did you with call in last time I was the guest host and you were telling us how yeah. hot that gets? Yeah, I sure did. Awesome. I, sure did. I remember you. Well, we're going to be going out. Kind of call the Chinese stove and have water that runs continuously over the top, just below the walks and just above the gas fire. I remember you were telling us about that. That uh, gets super duper hot. Bob, I appreciate you calling right. back. It's great to know that you called in before. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy a great fourth, and thanks for being our big contributor on barbecue this second hour. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you Thanks. very much for listening. Um, Happy 4th. Bye-bye. You're listening to The Food Show. This is 105.3 FM HD2 WWL. I'm Ron, the gourmet waiter. Happy 4th of July, and we'll talk to you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.